Today, I talked to one of my closest friends. He's originally from Zimbabwe, and we met at university in Canada. Not that he's in Zimbabwe, we often just talk to catch up on the weekends. This Saturday, when we were talking over a WhatsApp call, I found myself learning a lot by listening to him talk about racism and the history of racism in Africa. The conversation seemed so interesting to me that we moved it to Anchor so that it can be recorded. We soon pivoted to talk about protests happening in the United States, so I cut this episode to start from that point. I personally feel I learned a lot during this conversation. As we discussed in this episode, a great thing that is happening right now is that we're all spending time to talk about racism and really think through some of these complicated issues. Dialogue matters and more dialogue is a good thing. Just a quick note, since this episode starts midway through our conversation, it seems like I start with a monologue, but it becomes much more of a conversation after about 10 minutes. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Good, and, and, and I think this ties really well into like what's happening in the States, right? Oh, dude. That's a whole other, like it's so crazy that like no one sees eye to eye based on the facts, right? Like, I just think, dude, you know what I have realized? It's like, you know Candace Owens? No. She's this, this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Just an absolutely shitty human being who, she's black, right? Mm-hmm. And she's a alt-right activist, basically. And like, mm-hmm. she just, and you know, the, the problem with social media is that you just get these feedback and you become more and more outrageous in the niche that you're in, right? Like this happens to the people on the left. This happens to the people on the right. This happens with religious people to atheists, with everyone, right? Because basically the more outrageous things you say, the more popularity you get, right? And mm-hmm. she's making money like this. So basically she has a platform, like the people like Ben Shapiro and stuff. She, she has a platform where she just talks about stuff. And... And that's how she gets paid, right? So you can easily understand why her views just keep getting more problematic because the more outlandish stuff she says, the more views she gets, the more mm. popular she gets, the more her name gets talked about and the more money she makes, right? So anyway, so like the background. And, and she got in the news a lot because a couple of years back, Kanye West said that I loved, um, I loved the way Candace Owen thinks about black culture and uh, saying that we should forget about slavery and we should focus on today and we should not have this victim culture and stuff. Connie West went on after a couple of years and realized that he was getting played and he has no more connections with cancel. But anyways, the reason that this is just a background. So she makes a video about George Floyd. And the most interesting thing about this is it, it is so disingenuous to make an art you know like the straw man argument where you're arguing about like the you're not even arguing the cause you just take a part that represents the worst version of your opponent and then you argue against that part right you have heard of the straw man argument right so she makes an argument that people are making george floyd into a hero but george floyd wasn't a hero because of his past criminal record right so he's she's like Oh yeah, in 2014 he got caught for this. Like in 2012, they went into him and his couple of buddies robbed a pregnant woman. And it's like, hey, man, what are you talking about? No one is talking about him being a hero. Everyone is talking about the fact that he got treated like that. 
and that no one should get treated like that regardless of the crimes that they have, right? And the police officers at that mm-hmm. time would have no idea what this guy's background is. So you know what I mean? I just found it such a disingenuous, like, just so fake. It's like, what is the point of you making it in a video saying that he's not, no one is arguing that, you know? Like, you're just, you're, I, I, I just think, I just think it's very important, and I think this is like a bigger lesson for myself, it's very important to be aware of the things you're arguing against, right? Because it becomes really easy for you to just, again, take this idea that doesn't even represent the party you disagree with and then argue against that idea. I was just like so pissed watching it. And then the more pissing off part is you read the comments and people agree with her. I'm like, man, you guys are losing the points. No one is saying he's a hero because of his past. Right, everyone is just mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Any human being who watches that video is like, "What the hell is going on?" So it's just exactly. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. <clears throat> what to say about the Black Lives Matter thing? But there was a so you know Sam Harris, right? Sam Harris the does a name ring a bell? Mm-mm. He's this public intellectual who I I follow. He's like he's an atheist. He's he has some sort of fame because he used to be part of the Four Horsemen, who used to be atheists and mm-hmm. just argue about religion. And he he has gone on to have like a very public life, talking about very different topics. But he's he's generally a very smart man. Genuinely a very smart man. And he just put out a podcast about the Black Lives Matter thing. And generally, I really respect his views, right? So I mm. like, so I follow him, and I know what he's talking about and all that. But then, with again, with with the Black Lives Matter thing, I was like, man, you are so disconnected with what is going on. Like he made mm. such like, he made such like. Yeah, he made such conclusions and such like assumptions that I was like, man, this is so problematic, like so problematic. Mm. You know, he was like, his whole basis of the argument was just because black people are more likely to be like, hey, I'm getting pulled over and you're being racist, they are more likely to restrain arrests. And the reason that they restrain arrests is why they get killed. It's like, what? What are you talking about, man? Like, again, we're talking. This whole protest started because of George Floyd. George Floyd was a tipping point, right? Was George mm-hmm. Floyd even resisting arrest? But he did have he did have some arguments against um, some arguments that I agreed with. I dude, he talked about this case. That really, I mean, I'm talking too much, but I got to tell you about this because I think it's important for you to watch. Dude, in 2016, this white guy named Tony Timpa, and I'd never even heard of his name, right? He's like, if you guys, he, he's like, everyone just pause this podcast and go, go watch this video. So in 2016, this guy is like, he has like mental health issues. It's a white dude in his 20s. He has mental health issues. And he's like on some sort of drugs, right? So he calls the police and the video of it, he calls the police. He's like, hey, like, I just need help. And he just calls 9-11. He just calls, calls helps, right? Mm-hmm. The police come, they handcuff him. 
right? It's like, it's like, first of all, what the hell is happening? I call the police, right? Like, I, I call the police because I need help because I'm not in a state that I'm responding. So they come there and they handcuff him. And once they handcuff him, he's so distressed and like he has mental health issues and he's on some sort of drug that once he is handcuffed, he like turns around. He's like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, he's just like kicking his legs. He's like, what's going on? Like, what is, what is happening? Mm. And then the police, it's like three of them. They just, with his hand behind his back in a very similar position to George Floyd, just put him on the ground. But this time the police officer puts his knee on his back, right? Instead of putting the knee on his neck, like the George Floyd video. And then you can watch this video. The video got released like 10 months ago, even though the incident happened in 2016. And these assholes are just joking around. You know, they're just like, oh, like what drug is he in? And they're just like, hey, Timmy, bro, we're, we're trying to help you. Like, uh, and they're laughing. Mm. But as they're doing this, you can clearly see that he stops talking. He just kind of goes unconscious. And while he goes unconscious, they're still joking around. And the guy still has his knee on top of him. Right? Mm. And then the medics come, the medics come, they're like, what is going on here? They put a shot at him that uh, I'm not sure what it was supposed to do, like wake him up or something. And then they came, take him to the ambulance. And as they're taking him to the ambulance, like the, the officers are again, like joking around, like, oh, I hope he didn't die. I hope he didn't die. That would suck. You know, like just laughing about it. Then finally he goes into the ambulance and then the medic like li literally looks at the police officers and you can see this in the dash cam on the camera that the police officers are saying. And he's like, yeah, he's dead. And you can tell that the, the paramedic was pissed off, right? But the point, mm. that, the point that this guy, Sam Harris, was trying to make was like, dude, just imagine that this guy was black, right? Imagine that this happened to a black person. What would have been the outcry, right? This would have been the biggest news in the world. We would have all been talking about it. But given that he's white, I, I mean, I never heard about it. Right? He's like, mm -hmm. if this guy was black, everyone would be talking about, oh, this was a public lynching of a black person while the police officers were laughing. So that's the only thing that I agreed with him. I was like, yeah, like, I don't understand why we can't fight two causes. Why can't we just say racism exists and black people are getting the bad end of it? And at the same time, we can be like, what the hell is going on here? So that was, mm -hmm. that was the eye-opening part to me. And dude, the video is so hard to watch. And then, so, so this happened in 2016. The video only got released 10 months ago. And then I watched a press conference of his mom. Again, this was just 10 months ago, three years after the, pa the passing of his child. And she finally found out that they lied. In the police report, they lied. Because in the police report, they had said that they found him dead, lying on the side, right? And she's like crying in the press conference. She's like, how many of our kids have we been told that they found dead on the sidewalk? How many cases like this exist, right? I was like, man, this is fun. This is so crazy. This yeah, is so I mean, basically, I guess what it points to, I don't agree with the point about the, the comparison to black people, but what it points to mm -hmm. is um, they're bigger problems. They really are bigger problems, right? And I think, I think, I, 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 I mean, I bigger problems is that there are other big problems. Exactly. But, but I, I think it is wrong for us to, I mean, I don't know what happened, right? Like you never know why a video goes viral, but, but this video clearly didn't go viral to the extent. And I, I think you can agree, right? If this guy was black, the video would go more viral. You can imagine that it would. 
And I think yeah, that is the problem I, too, right? That shouldn't be the case. Yeah, but that one is problematic. I, I don't like his argument because one, it's a very, it's a very wide argument to make, because the, the truth is, is that the history, the the actions against black people are enforced by a history and by like a culture, you know, of policing and, you know, early policing in the U S was actually, Mm -hmm. uh, policing to go and find you escaped slaves, you know, that type of thing. So it was like a recapture thing, like go get the, go get the ones that ran away kind of thing. And so to say, that okay, you know, this video would have gone viral if it was a black person. Is you know, it, it might it might well be true, and there's, and that's for very good reason, you know, because there's hundred year history of oppression and use of state power to oppress black people, and it's not, you know, the a white guy dying at the hands of the police. It's an issue, but it's not the same type of issue. That's the, but. So you're saying that's why they would, that's so why you're they saying get the same reaction. So you're saying that the had it been a black guy who this happened to, it would represent a much bigger problem. Therefore, it actually does deserve a bigger outcry. No, that I'm, is saying that it, I'm agreeing that it would have probably have had a bigger reaction, but I'm also arguing that that bigger reaction is very much warranted. There's nothing wrong with yeah, it. And the fact that there's a, the fact that there's a very little reaction to a white person dying at the hands of the police shows you that there's not a historical problem. You know, that's more that's more a problem with like police training and stuff like that. Whereas the black one is like a a deep it's like a deep social construction where you see black people as being, you know, less. Um, that's a good I point, man. That's a good point. The the main thing to take away is that these things are actually very complex. You know, they're so and complex. To talk about to talk about black people in the U.S. is very different to talk about black people in Africa. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is is that Americans, Amer- African Americans, what they call black is black culture. American black culture and so they can look at someone who anyone would call black and say you're not black you're African yeah yeah you see and so it makes it all very uh, it makes it hard for there to be solidarity at one level Um, and I think the other thing that's challenging is that how do you like, how do you deal with injustices? So the white guy who dies at the hand of the police, it's an injustice. Right? Mm-hmm. In the same way that the black man who dies at the hand of the police is an injustice. But the stories of the injustice how are very different. Yeah. They're very different, but they're still wrong. <laughs> Did you put it how so beautifully? Yeah, I couldn't agree how more. Do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? And people get offended, man, you know? Yeah, if you yeah. if you tell the white story, then you're you're in the wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy part, right? Like, that's my whole point. My whole point is we should, like, I mean, again, this is not a fact, but like, if anyone restrained 
themselves from sharing this video more widely because they thought to themselves that, oh, this doesn't help the fight that we're fighting, which is to say that police brutality is affecting African-Americans and not the whites. That is a problem, right? Do you know what I mean? Like if some person was going through their Facebook and saw this and didn't feel compelled to share, to magnify this problem because it would take away from the, um, the focus that they wanted to have on police brutality and African-Americans, then I think it's like, then what is going on with our society, right? As a society, we can agree that there are two separate problems and both of them should be addressed. And actually the core of those problems still go to the police department, right? Yeah. It's like these games, I just, I, again, I'm not sure if that's what happened, but if these games are being played, then that's a very big problem. I mean, we're screwed. Like we're... Yeah. And there's another um, oh, challenge. I was kind of skipped my mind now. Um, no, it's okay. It skipped my mind. Um, yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not easy. Um Um, but but I guess you know I think oh yeah what I wanted to say is that you see the thing about stories and managing what gets carried forward it's a very important thing and it's also very strategic Mm -hmm. because if you let a story about okay let's just say the story gets out and it just detracts from the from the bigger movement I can Mm -hmm. see that being a thing because what happens a lot of denialists right? will use it as a, yeah. Yeah, they use it as ammunition, right? Or they'll say, to, they'll say to Dami, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, you say black people can't get jobs, but you're black and you have a job. So <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> right? No, but that's the type of... I know, that's that the type of yeah, yeah. It's the type that's of logic. Type of logic. Yeah. yeah, that's the type of crazy logic people apply, you know? Then they'll be like, oh, yeah, look, Here's a white guy dying, dying at the hands of the police, and their black people die at the hands of the police. So it's normal, you know. So, like, what do you want, you know? And that's not really, that's not the point. It's the the point is that black people are disproportionately affected by, um, by by whites, uh, by the police, you yeah. know, as a as as a nominal number, right? One. And two, as a proportion of population, you see, so it's not even just that they're uh, in absolute terms singled out. Also in relative terms compared to population, they're also more singled out, you know, because they're a small part of the population. And it's the same thing with the job stuff, right? Sure, Dami has a job, but... uh, (laughs) For any listeners who don't know, Dami is our Nigerian friends. (laughs) Just to put context in. Yeah, but, any, but any other person, you yeah. know, it's about the rate of success. You see, how many black people apply for jobs? How many get jobs? How many white people apply for jobs? How many get jobs? And this is where the complexity comes in. It's... And the problem, the problem with most white people is they are not able to get into the complexity. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I guess another thing we were talking about Southern Africa um, and something you should know about this place payment is this is probably 
Zimbabwe, South Africa, amongst the most racist places in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here, uh, the, the racists, oh, there are two types of racists, as I see it. And maybe I haven't discovered the other types. They are the ignorant ones, mm-hmm. the ones who don't even know that they're racist. Yeah. Okay. Which is mostly, those are like your Vancouver types. Yeah. You know? Or it's like the homophobes of like, you know, Middle East. A lot of them don't actually know, you know, like it's like right. typical cases. Yeah. So I completely understand you. The ignorant racist, yeah. the ignorant homophobe. It's like they don't even, they haven't exactly. thought this through. It's just culturally, they just, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's just culturally and like it's all. You know, because the other thing is about North Americans, and I think you see it a lot in, in Vancouver, is that there's like this kind of like innocence, you know, that's part yeah. of their culture. There's an innocence. And, you know, they'll like tell you again, like to me or to Dami, you know, that, oh, you're so exotic, you know. And that that is an innocent comment. But yeah. they actually don't even understand how loaded what they have just said is and how racist it is, yeah. you know. They're not, they're not clued in to enough to understand what they're even saying, you yeah. see. But here in this country, someone knows when they make a decision to block you because of who you are, they know what they've done and they know why they've done it. Yeah. You see, like you could, uh, you know, be applying for a place at a school and they'll just like bin your application. Because they know that you're, yeah, that you're not of the the same type, you know, or they'll do something to you, something mean, and it is like directed. And so there are racists who know what they're doing, and it's very deliberate, and they're ones who just don't, you know, they just say things like they ask, can I call you? You know, I had someone asking that, can I call you the N-word? Are you serious? Yeah, man. Wanna? Uh, I won't. I won't name names. But uh, and I've I've been thinking about. I have to say I've been thinking about this person during the Black Lives Matter thing, and I was so I was so pissed off that day. Payment was in Vancouver. Oh I threw God. them out of my I threw them out of my apartment. I was like hyperventilating, man. I was losing it. I was absolutely losing it. And I threw them out. And I said, like, we were supposed to go, like, Christmas party the next day. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere with you. Like, forget it. You know? Oh, my God. I never knew about this. Yeah, man. And I wrote a letter to the person I was really going to rip in. And then I was convinced not to send the letter. You know? It's too much. It's harsh. It's this. It's that. You know? There's all this all like protection of the of the innocent. You see? She didn't know what she was saying. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I've let the cat out of the bag a little bit there, but yeah. um Yeah, you know, and so in the end I never sent the letter. But now I know that I know that I should have done it. And I hope I I would love to say something to her today. And there's another instance. I worked at a retail shop. I won't name the shop, but you know it. Yeah, I, I worked there. And I was a victim of racism in front of my management. Okay. What in happened? that shop. 
it was a client and we were chatting and I had like this, I had this haircut like short on the sides, long on the top. And he made this comment. He was like, oh, that what an impromptu haircut. And he's like a British guy. I know that. I know that humor. It's like a, it's like a jab, but I know, I know how it works. So I was like, yes, it is an impromptu haircut. You know, like if he says it, I just sneak it back. Yeah. You know, then we get talking and he's like, oh, where are you from? And this, then I'm like, oh, I'm from Zimbabwe. And then he's like, oh yeah, all Zimbabweans know how to do is sow their seed. You know? All they know is what? How to sow their seed. Basically how to fuck and get people pregnant. Oh my you know? God, you serious? Yeah, that's what he said to me. When I told him where I was from, he was like, oh yes, Zimbabweans are, you know, they're good farmers and stuff. They really know how to sow their seed. But when you say sow your seed, that you don't, it's not a expression about farming. It's, it's a layered thing. Yeah. See? And this guy, he knew what he was saying to me. But you see, if I was naive, I would just say, like, oh, he's talking about us who are farmers, you know? But there was something layered deeper than that. And he was making a comment about black people. And so I talked to my management and I was like, look, this is what happened, you know? And they were there. They were there when this happened. And basically, the conclusion in the end was that it was not worth taking it up, you know? It, it was like, um, basically, in that shop, you know, the girls would sometimes get sort of followed by clients or, or a bit harassed, not seriously, yeah. but, or, or let me say, like, not physically. Let me yeah. say it like that. And basically, the 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 approach for the girls would be like, oh yeah, you know, call payment, and, you know, and he'll deal with the customer, with the, with the client, you know, that you're not comfortable with. And so that was basically the same solution for me. It was like, okay, well, if he comes back, you know, call one of the white ones. Wow. You see? And that, that retail outlet in the wake of this Black Lives Matter is posting all types of solidarity shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are hypocrites. I know, but but at the same time, you have to. When you talk about organizations, it could be possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be possible that your direct manager in that specific retail store acted that way. But I mean, again, you don't. Yeah, I, get, you know, I, know, I know what I mean. What yeah. Mean. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, what happens? What happens at like the little unit level versus? Yeah, the you know the communication of the organization is not the same. It thing. could be, it could what, be, but you know you don't know for sure, right? It could. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And I guess the thing for me was just that one. It's about the reaction. So like four years ago when I was there, the reaction was like, "Oh, you know, don't let it bother you." You know. Oh my it's god. Okay. You know, we get we get that it's wrong, but you know, if he comes in again, just. Uh, you know, pass it on to someone who can handle it. Oh you know? my God. Just like the girl. Yeah. Right? But just like the girl, it's not actually taking the issue seriously. It's not like saying to a client, like, don't come here or, you know, and it shows you the, how the money takes precedence, yeah. you see, bottom, of the rights. Bottom so, line. Yeah. yeah. The bottom line is more important. And so even if we, if we, if we say that, if we take out the race issue and talk about the gender issue, 
Jesus. these girls were like told to like get second place. Like, dude, if, <laughs> that if is so messed up. Yeah, you, yeah. If the client's bothering you, don't throw the client out. We want the business, so just you know, let someone else handle it. Well, yeah, let someone else handle it. Dude, this has been so enlightening for you. Like, that's such a good parallel too, right? Yeah, that's like. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake when it comes to these issues when we talk about it is just like yeah, people don't have context, right? People just don't know. Like we just don't think things through, you know. Exactly. And we and, and in our eyes, it's like oh, why is it a big deal? You know, like we don't think yeah. things through. Like that's that's and, the biggest problem. And I think, like you said, the 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 thing, the murder. Uh, in Minneapolis was yeah. a tipping point. And the thing is, for me, Payment, at the end of the day, the biggest change that will come out of this is for white people. That's what I see. There's a white people have a greater appreciation of the issue. Yeah. Of the of the significance of the issue. And that is probably going to be the most important outcome of this movement. I could not really, agree more. Yeah. Nothing else is going to change. You know, like, let's be honest. Or let's not be naive and think that pushing over one or two statues is going to change the world. It's not. Um, but the awareness, I, like, it's been, you know, like, yeah. I, I think the depth of the conversation, the, the, like, like I've had so many conversations with people really realizing how lucky, like, you know, if you're white, like how lucky you are. And like people really for the first time can actually, you know, everyone is like taking the time to, it's kind of like coronavirus, you know, like it's just how coronavirus is a forced pause. These whole problems, everyone is like, it's, it's a forced pause where everyone is really thinking things through. So I think that has been, that is probably yeah. the last thing. And you can imagine that that will have, that will have good effects overall, right? Yeah. Yeah. It has to, you know. Like, I think about it, you know, um, in another way, which is like, personally, for me, mm -hmm. I've been doing projects on race, bro. Reading about race since I was little, you know. Even this book that I'm reading now, is based on my interest in race and mm -hmm. racial history and how it informs present day, you know? And so for me at school, I was always the one starting that conversation, mm -hmm. you know? Like I do a presentation, like for, for the IB, I did my theory of knowledge presentation on the biology of race. Damn. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I was already covering these things way back, you know. In grade six, I did a project yeah. on South African history, you know. And so, what is really refreshing for me is now, now people are starting the conversation with me, being like, "Yo, let's let's talk about this." Yeah, you know. For me, that's that's a huge change, you know. And I guess I'm just agreeing with you. That's yeah. This point, yeah. Yes. You know, but that, that that's going to be the benefit it's now we can now have a conversation about it mm -hmm. um, but you know for me 
it's for me it's a daily conversation like today i went to a i went to a farmer's market okay yeah and my dad he was like dude if we took a video of this place right now you would never say it's in africa just because of <laughs> yeah there were like a hundred people there out of a hundred i'd say 10 or less black people <laughs> all white all white yeah yeah you know and you'd never guess that's so interesting that's so interesting yeah very interesting so but one can hope right you i don't know like like with a lot of these things it's it's hard to know what's happening especially from my naive standpoint of view because like i feel like you know now that i'm graduated uh, graduated university and um and i'm sitting you know i'm more aware of what's going on but in my view this has been the first time where more and more people are actually taking the time to completely understand the problems that are yeah, happening, right yeah. it's like yeah and we have never seen this sort of support ever, right? Like at some point, bro, all 50 states had protests. Yeah. I mean, you know how crazy, crazy that is? Do you know how no, it's that is? wild. Yeah. It's international as well. But you see, the other thing is, yeah. is that when you look at yeah. where is it happening in the world, yeah. it's happening in the white world, my friend. It is not happening here. We're not protesting Black Lives Matter. Yeah. in Africa you know uh, it's in Paris it's in London it's in Washington in San Francisco you know it's in parts of Texas whatever but it's not it's not happening in Southeast Asia right it's not happening in South America yeah. it's not happening in Africa it's happening in the western world in the white world yeah. you see and there's also that has to tell you something about the problem yeah. you know um yeah but it, it, you're right it's unprecedented and i think the whole lockdown thing also like it primed people for this type of reaction you know like even the streets were empty you know it's only the protesters and the police right mm -hmm. there's no one you know nothing had to be stopped nothing had to be closed for the protest do you see what i mean yeah. things were already closed <laughs> You know, because yeah. normally, right, normally if you want to have a protest in the city, then, you know, the city has to get these things to close. You disrupt businesses, you know, there's a whole lot of other resistance, right? You know, one company will say, well, no, you can't have the route go here because we're operating. But now, because everything was closed, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could get onto the street. Everything was open. Um, and it also meant, like... I guess people, only people who wanted to be there were there, you see. Um, so that's, yeah, it's a very interesting um, dimension to it. But you know the other crazy thing about it, bro, it's like I was actually talking about this to my Toastmasters club. It's, you know, there's just so much data on the internet, like on Twitter, you can you just get so many different footages of the protest that you can just with confirmation bias you can arrive at any sort of conclusion that you want to right so if you want to think most of the most of the protests are violent you can make that conclusion based on a set of mm. that you'll see if you want to think that every police officer is beating the 
crap out of every peaceful protester. You can see videos of that and see it. If you want to see compassion by police officers, you can pull up a ton of video that show that. And it's just like, you know, like we have these bubbles of, you know, like you follow the accounts that, that kind of agree with you. And I mean, this mm. the point has been beaten to death, right? But these mm. echo chambers in the internet that you have. And now the crazy part about it is we're trying to have conversations with each other and we don't even see the same thing, you know? So it's like that, that mm. kind of was like, oh yeah, all the protests are violent and they're just looting everywhere. It's like, and, and Sam was saying this, right? So Sam lived in Barcelona during the protest that was just happening. This was like six months ago, right? And he was like, he was, like, he was telling me, he's like, there's no way for you to be able to tell what a protest is like by watching it on TV. He's like, on, on, when the protests in Barcelona were happening, he's like, I would watch it on TV and I would see like all these fires and stuff. And he's like, in his eyes, he was like, if I go outside, I'm just going to get, you know, I'm just going to get killed or like, what, what is going to happen? And then he says, like, mm. go outside and most of the city was like, relaxed. So I think that adds another complexity to the whole problem yeah. too, right? But I, again, I think, I think that's changing a bit. The more people are spending time to understand the Black perspectives and listen to, listen to mm. the core of the problem that's being brought up. Yeah. the last thing also you know the Emmett Till story mm-hmm. Emmett Till have you heard of Emmett Till I don't know what year mm-hmm. happened in, but apparently he's um, he was a he was a black 14 year old or 15 year old and again oh, I yeah so and he used to always hang out in the black community and then he got dropped off his mom dropped him off in the white community once and while he was grocery shopping, uh, they say that what happened is that a woman was walking past and Emmett Till allegedly whistled at her, like being like, oh, you're sexy or something like that, right? Yeah, cat call. Yeah, cat call. And they went, and you know the story, right? Like they beat the living crap out of him and they they, they put him like a, four, a boy, right? And then they drowned him. And then his yes. mom, and this is what Dave Chappelle was talking about. He's like, his mom, imagine your son, like that has happened to your son, right? But his mom, at that moment, he left the, she, she left the casket open because she was like, people need to see what happened to my son and there needs to be a bigger lesson that's learned from here, right? And that that whole thing started, was a big turning point in, everything else that happened in the United States and the progressions that, that was made in the black communities. Dude, now the crazy thing is that woman who allegedly said, I don't know if you know this part, who allegedly said he, she, uh, the Emmett cat called him, on, hers, on her deathbed admitted that she, he never did that. So she's like basically dying and she just felt so bad that she admitted that that never happened. Bro, this is like 50 years later. You see, and that, that, that is precisely the problem of the violence against black people. Yeah. And you see, someone does it because they know they can get away with it. Yeah. You see, they want to victimize. And the thing is, when you victimize, you feel strong. Eh? Mm. You feel big, right? 
beat that boy up and show him who's boss, little nigga boy, you know? And you feel good, you know? Defended your woman, you defended yourself, you know, all this stuff. Um, it's like the whole thing was a wrong premise. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. But those those are like those are the ideas that exist in people's heads, you know. That yeah. they can, um, you know that just because just because you're black, they can tell you something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like there's just all types of crazy things. There really it's is. There really is. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the full episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. Go to anchor.fm slash that random thought and share your thoughts using a voice message.